Hi, I'm Bob. I'm the clinical psychologist for the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit at the Norfolk and Norwich Hospital. I'm Hayley. I'm a trainee clinical psychologist on placement with Bob at the Norfolk and Norwich Hospital. And I'm Sophie and I'm also a trainee clinical psychologist on placement here with Bob. Based on many conversations with lots of NICU parents, we produced a short podcast series to highlight the experiences, thoughts and feelings that parents have on their journey through NICU. We wanted to share them with you to help you feel more normal and less alone. In this episode, we talk about what can be helpful when you're on NICU and how your loved ones can help support you. Family members, they want to be supportive, but they often don't know what to do to be supportive. Mm. It's quite good to tell them what you need. <laughs> For, so I might, yeah, I might suggest to parents, tell them what you need. If you need them to distract you with gossip about anything but your baby, tell them that. Mm. If you need them to do something really practical, tell them that. Yeah, just yeah. thinking about food and drinks and just yeah. things that you need to survive yourself that you might not be thinking about or might not even be craving because your brain is on sort of fight or flight mode. Yeah. You know? You've forgotten when to eat or sleep anyway. Mm. Yeah, practical things like that would be good. Mm. I think it must be really hard to know what you need and what how people can support you. Because it just there's just so much going on and you need to sort of stop and think about that, don't you? But sometimes you just don't have that space or the time or mm. it's just impossible to know what's going to help in that moment. And the feelings can feel like they're too much in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. But really simple things are often the best things. Mm. Having a hug. Letting tears happen if that's what they need mm. to happen. Mm. Letting no tears happen <laughs> yeah. if, that's what, if that's where they're at in that mm. moment. Yeah. Acknowledging and allowing mm. are big things. But for couples just sitting together in the moment, even mm. if it's an awful moment, it's, it's the feeling connected to another. Yeah. And that is really good. Mm. But it can feel like you're not doing anything useful. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it's not what the brain wants to do. It wants to reduce the suffering, doesn't it? Yeah. So if you feel intense emotion, you want to just say, oh, it'll be fine. Or you want to jump in and have a problem solve. Yeah, absolutely. We all do, and it's a natural urge, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard to sit with distress and really feel it. Yeah. Even when we're, you know, as therapists, we want to do the right thing, and we know that sitting with stuff is really Mm. useful, but, like, there's Mm. still that itch to move on to a solution. Yeah, yeah. But for parents, they need a bit of that. They mm. need a bit of acknowledgement. They need to know that other people get it. Some partners are worried about what they might feel if they go there with them. Mm. Mm. Like they're much, much happier doing practical things. Mm. Someone's like, if I allow myself to feel, will it? Will I be able to cope with those feelings? Mm. Yeah. Or will it be too much? Will I not stop crying? Mm. Will it just be too painful yeah. to feel that? Yes, absolutely. And some parents will throw themselves into very practical things to cope. So you might sometimes get one partner who mostly stays at home. They might be doing doing their job for one thing, but they also is they find it really helpful to find a practical thing. I know you know mm. I've known plenty of dads or partners that have they've gone home and found a task. <laughs> like dads that go home and like oil every single hinge <laughs> or bracket that's in a house. Yeah. You know, it's like I've done a thing because like every, the whole thing is out of their control mm, and they yeah. can't affect a thing Yeah. so there's a desire to want to go and fix something they go to where they can be useful and mm. helpful and practical and achieve yeah. a thing and there's a, a resolution in that in some ways mm. Mm. Um, and just distracting yourself Yeah. 
well. Yeah, because a huge, like we say, it's a huge, mar- it's a marathon. Mm. So a lot of the, a lot of what has to happen there is getting through the time effectively, mm. because mm. it's a long time to be anxious. Yeah, yeah. And some, well, a good proportion of parents feel odd and awkward and guilty about distracting themselves, like. Mm. Like, they should be by their baby's cot side for 12 hours of a day just staring at them. Mm. And that's, mm. that's that's not how people behave. Yeah, no. It, it, on, on NICU, it make, it kind of makes sense because you're on show as a parent. You know, nobody's judging mm. you, but, it, but you're st- it's still a very public yeah. environment. So they feel like that's what they should be doing. But actually, that isn't what you'd be doing if you went home with a baby. No, no. And how helpful is that? Is that helpful for the baby? Is it helpful for you? Being there for 12 hours is probably not going to be very helpful for anyone. No, and no baby interaction is that intense for that long. Mm. If things were hunky-dory and they full time and they'd gone home, they wouldn't do that with their baby. No. They might the first night. And also, you wouldn't <laughs> have an audience at home, would you? No. You, you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't be looking after your baby and having all these people staring at you. Not yeah, that they are staring at you and Nikki, but it might feel like It that, can like feel a bit like, yeah, just because it's a public space, yeah. you know. But it, um, at home... You would put your baby down. Mm. You would go and go to and have a bath. You would yeah. watch telly. You would you nap do when they nap. Yeah, you yeah. do loads of natural, normal things where you where it isn't about being with them. But that can feel a bit odd if you're sitting next to your baby on mm. Nikki that you're like watching something on a tablet or on your mm. phone or reading a book. It feels like you should be more active mm. than that. But actually, there's so much time that has to be passed mm. to get out of it. So it would be really normal to do that. Dads that come on to they brought their Xboxes onto onto the really? floor. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. if they've stayed in a bedroom, it's like because that's what yeah. they've been doing at home. Why not? Yeah. And why not? Yeah. Because you've got to get through it and distract yourself. And mm. you know, in some ways, that's a good grounding technique. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because you're you're focused on a thing that's positive. And that's the thing. You know, mm. we know that parents will typically feel those moments of being a bit disassociated, a bit um, detached, or overwhelmed, mm. or you know, lost in feelings, or they might have slightly traumatic memories and thoughts and things that roll over in their minds. And actually, there are lots of techniques that can be used to help Mm. manage that. Not necessarily get rid of them in the moment, because you're still in a very scary place. Um, But there's lots that can be used to manage that. We typically call them grand techniques, and you can Google those to find the ones that help. But speaking to psychologists on wards or wherever, you can be pointed towards them but most they're trying to help you to find your place in in time and space aren't Mm. they you are here and this is now and you are not back when the most scariest things happened Mm. on NICU scary things can keep happening (laughs) so you can't necessarily get rid of them but actually you because of that dissociation that because the brain wants to turn off in the moment of the scariest stuff it can end up reliving it and going back there Mm -hmm. um we, we you see it in lots of different scenarios, but Nikki is one of the mm. commonest places for that to happen. Mm. And grounding is about managing those those recurring feelings and mm. thoughts and images uh, in the moment, helping you to go. Actually, that happened ages ago, and we're safe now. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, I get people to Google them as much. I can give them mm. handouts and stuff, but there isn't mm. a specific one that works. But it is stuff that you know gets you to put your feet on the floor right now gets you to feel a sensation mm. right now switch things up splash water in your face wash your hands in cold water go outside for a walk mm-hmm. and it's just trial and error sometimes things are going to work for you sometimes they're not and trying them out and seeing which ones you like and which ones you don't mm. like just really helpful yeah 
often people do them without even knowing as well. So just mm. acknowledging what you do do and what helps. Like splashing their face with water, they yeah. might do that before you've even yeah. mentioned it as a grounding technique. Mm. They might do, yeah. yeah. Walking. 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 It's one of the most natural things in the world, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But Nikki, that can feel like the wrong thing. I shouldn't be leaving my baby. Mm. But actually mm. going for a walk is a really natural thing to manage emotions and process thoughts and going for a cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. It's the most British grounding technique known, <laughs> but, it, but, it's, but it's useful. Yeah. We hope that you have found this episode helpful or useful in some way. If this episode has brought up some difficult thoughts or feelings for you and you feel that you need additional support, please speak to your GP or another health professional or alternatively speak to one of the nurses on NICU about talking to one of the psychologists.